Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Grace. I'm Mary Payton. I'm Christina. Hi, guys. Hello. Oh, hey. <laughs> sometimes it's hard. To, sometimes it's hard to figure out how to transition from just stating our names into organic conversation. I would like to start with hi. Um, well, I'm super excited because today we're gonna play a cheeky little game of Would You Rather with two of the best editors I've ever met, Christina and Mary. Three? Three of Three. the best editors. Oh, oh. What the heck? <laughs> I'm asking the questions here. Ooh, I got real close to dropping an F bomb. I gotta slap Ooh. my face and get back in PG 13 mode. <laughs> All right, y'all. Are you excited to play this game with me? Yes. Yeah. So, did you, you wrote these? I did. I've played Would You Rather, but never like Editor Edition. It's usually been like sexy bachelorette party edition Uh hey this is gonna be sexy okay 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 i'm ready (laughs) now i got a few i got a few low ball questions and maybe so a couple that'll make you think we'll see you can let me know at the end i guess (laughs) okay we're gonna start with some (laughs) warm-up would you rathers so these should be pretty easy okay (laughs) just to get our calisthenics going yes exactly would you rather do a proofread or a copy edit? That's hard because I feel like they are the same thing, but one is in a lot more polished condition. So I'm going to uh-huh. take a proofread because you like sometimes when a proofread is in really good shape, that's just mostly reading a book. Yeah, that's true. I guess it depends uh, how I know we can't say just depends, but like it depends on how attached i am to a manuscript like because a copy edit to me is like you get to be more a part of the process and a proofread is obviously important Mm. but it's more like near the end of the process yeah let's say that it's just a a, um you don't know the author you don't know the story it's just a job what 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 way are you gonna go uh so in that case if we don't really know if we're not attached to the work then i would prefer a proofread because it's faster, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. It's like it's like reading a book, and it, I've I think I've described before the feeling of doing a proofread. It's a book that you know Mary Payton or Grace has worked so hard on, and I finally get to read it, yeah. and I'm so excited, and I'm like going through it, and I'm like crying. It's like so beautiful. I'm at the climax. I'm like. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, yeah, this question mark needs to go before the quotation mark. <laughs> it's like it such is a funny strange, feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I completely agree with you guys. So way to go. Well done, team. Would you rather work on a book rife with oh. tense issues oh. or rife with plot holes? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Uh, tense issues. <laughs> I'm going to jump in there and say that kind of quickly. 
Because, yes, that would be very annoying to fix because there's so many instances. Um, But the plot holes, uh, trying to fill in plot holes can lead to a whole lot more work in different areas of the manuscript, too, where you might Mm -hmm. have to fill in more or take out something. It, It ends up being a lot more work, I think. Yeah, I... Like, I don't mind the challenge of finding a plot hole, especially in a book that, like you kind of said earlier, Mary Payton, one that I really care about. And I'm like, I trust the author. I'm like, let's figure this out. But a cold manuscript, an author I don't have a relationship with, like, tense issues are the kind of thing where as an editor, you can just fix them and move on with your life. A plot hole is a conversation. True. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh. Both of those, both of those things give me anxiety. So, <laughs> okay. So I guess this is kind of a, a, a good follow up to that. Uh, would you rather edit a book by a first time author or by a seasoned author? Oh, I feel like that doesn't. It, in my mind, that doesn't matter at all. It just Whoa. depends on how the how the author is to me. Like who, hmm. how open they are to suggestions. To me, sometimes I feel like a first-time author is perhaps a little more open. Totally. When you're working with a first-time author, and almost all of the authors that we work with are first-time authors, you get to set up what the editing process looks like for them. If they have been edited by someone other than you before, they might have had a different experience or even a bad experience. They might have had an experience where the editor didn't actually really use a style guide and kind of just went with their gut and like grammar was more up for debate than it actually is. Or they might have worked with an editor who they really didn't like. And so they have this like defensiveness about them already. So I like being able to kind of show an author how it can be so uh, gratifying to like go through this process together. Yeah. All right. Would you rather fix stilted dialogue or repetitive sentence structure oh god this is the first one that is truly hard for me (laughs) i think that stilted dialogue is easier to explain to an author Mm. okay i think that it is easier to correct like all you have to do is like Fix some contractions, get some synonyms going. Oh my god, I just got a notification <laughs> that our friend Claire pre-ordered one or both of our books. That's very exciting. Awesome. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's very distracting. Um, I guess I should go on to not disturb. But <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, so distracting. You're saying uh, contractions to fix. Yeah, and, uh, and like it's, dialogue. it's easy to tell an author read your dialogue out loud. And see if it's something that your mouth would say. Explaining to them, like, I feel like in the past I've found myself doing, it's very hard to explain, like, you repeat the same sentence structure. Like, you have to, like, pull examples. You have to, like, diagram sentences. Like, you have to, and then the solution is not always clear in those instances. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Mary Payton? It's easier to explain the stilted dialogue. It's easier to make your author really understand what you're talking about when it comes to that. And sentence structure, like everyone talks about that, like especially authors and editors, we all technically know what that means, but to really vary your sentence structure and to make things flow is more of an art than a Mm -hmm. science, I'd say. 
Yeah. Grace, so. did you just open every first edit you've ever worked on to make these? <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, I did. Uh, yeah, I got some inspiration from past edits for sure. <laughs> What's your preference, Grace? I do think that my preference is also to fix the dialogue. I think that once an author, once you point out stilted dialogue to an author, they pretty much get it. Like they can kind of fix that on their own once you just give them some of those tricks that you were listing, Christina. Um, I think that it's like they don't really maybe think about it the way that they should be. And they're maybe getting too in their head about it or something. Yeah. And I also feel like there's all there's an angle of like certain characters do have stilted or fo- overly formal dialogue. And that's like a choice you get to make. I'm thinking about in Cursed Coven by Cara Battalamenti, there's a grandma character who has stilted hmm. dialogue. And I'm like, she's a little pretentious. You know, it totally tracks. And all of the kids, I, I say kids, they're probably my age. I'm 32. In that book, uh, <laughs> talk like normal people. You know what I mean? Hey, they're kids. <laughs> so it's like in juxtaposition. Yeah, the grandma, Jocasta, a little, a little uh, prim. Right. A little prim, a little proper. Mm-hmm. All right. Would you rather work on a book that's too long or too short? I think I know Christina's answer to this. (laughs) (laughs) So by too short, do you mean we're trying to market it as a novel and it's not a novel length yet and we have to add? I think no. I think I mean like it needs more to be a good book. I see. It needs development. It needs development. Too long, as in you gotta make cuts, which I know you like to do. So I love cutting. <laughs> I love cutting. It's much. I think that it's much easier to convince an author that they need to add more than it is to convince them that they need to cut the work they've already done. Yes. Even though mm. almost every mm-hmm. book needs a lot of cutting. Yeah. Yeah. Try well, cutting your sense. first page. See if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, I'm not even joking. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I agree with that one. I think it's a lot. Uh, it makes sense why it's hard for authors to cut things that they've been working on, especially when they're at the point where they're seeking professional editing help or publication, where they've probably been through a lot of edits themselves. And so they feel like it's at a good place. And it's, it's just like this person that you, you know, especially if it's a first edit, you don't have a relationship with them yet. And we're professionals at this so sometimes it can come off a little cold you know like hey this isn't helping gotta cut it and it's like Mm -hmm. but i i labored over this yeah Mm -hmm. i agree grace what did you say your preference oh uh oh i guess i didn't um yeah, I think. Wait, so did you? I say don't think I said. Were- I don't think I, said I don't think. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> Mary, did you say your preference? We kind of just chatted about it. I feel like I didn't know <laughs> yeah. <to pick> one. <laughs> um, I, um, it's just so hard because so much of it depends on the author. Like, right. I, I've had authors before where I'm like, "Give me more here," and they like cannot conceptualize what on earth I mean by that. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like. You cannot, sometimes you cannot convey to them. Whereas cutting, you could just do it and be like, hey, we're cutting this. Right. Oh, my God. Sometimes they have a hard time with that. Oh, my God. This is the hard. This is so hard. (laughs) It's definitely more work. Uh, It's harder in that way to ask an author to add stuff because it's also more work for them, which means you're going to like, 
and it's more work for you trying to explain it. And then you're going to have to edit some more parts of the book. Oh. But it's har- yeah, but it's harder to convince them or get them to trust you about cutting stuff too. So it's and I don't know which yeah. one I'd rather. I okay, have. I think I think I'd rather cut. I think it's easier. You can ask the author to do it and if they don't sort of uh do it enough, you can do it yourself. Um you totally have a point with you don't have to edit additional text at that point. Um, and usually if a book is just objectively way too long, like especially independent book publishers really can't publish a book over like 130, 120,000 words because it becomes prohibitively expensive to print them at that point. Right. Yeah. We were not selling a $27 paperback. We just, it's not going to sell. So if a book is already way too long, we're going to, talk about that before the contract gets signed so that's it's it's also already an expectation on the table usually you don't realize a book the extent of development that a book truly needs until you are knee deep in that first edit that's a great point all right so we're cutting i guess i'm taking the 150k word book i guess (laughs) (laughs) begrudgingly ouch Would you rather work on a book that has an underwhelming protagonist or antagonist? Oh my gosh, Grace, these are good. You like these questions? They're great. Yeah, I, I like I like them in that I hate them. Oh, great. I think protagonist. Okay. Oh, crap, this is hard. Oh wait, <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Hmm. <laughs> wait, I take it back. Hmm. This is so hard. Okay. Okay. I think antagonist <laughs> because your characters are defined by their goals. Yeah. If you have an, a clear antagonist that's like a human person, then they overcoming them in some way is like a goal of your protagonist. And you can mm-hmm. go from there. If your antagonist is like a mega mind type, of, I'm just evil. It's like, well, he's extremely charismatic. That's a bad example. But like, it, I think it's harder to fabricate like, like the antagonist is innately connected to the stakes of your story. I think it's harder yes. to 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 build that up once the story's already started. If your main character lacks a muchness, I think that's something that you can sort of punch up a little easier. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You've yeah, convinced me. <laughs> I I think I I actually I I have the same reasoning but a different answer. I think I'd rather have I'd rather have to work on um an underwhelming antagonist because I just because I love increasing the stakes. I <laughs> like I love talking Ooh. to authors about how like this maybe this antagonist or this situation um, could be a little more dangerous, like adding a bit of danger, because then your char- your readers really get in- more involved in the story when they're more worried mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. So I and I just enjoy doing that. Yeah, yeah. even if it's more I like work. it. <laughs> um, I think I would say, I would say, <laughs> I came up with these questions and I'm still having a hard time. <laughs> I think I would have had, already had an answer. Uh, I would say I would like to probably punch up a, a an underwhelming protagonist just because I feel like a lot of times protagonists can be kind of underwhelming just because they're sort of a vessel for the story. 
<laughs> so, <Bella Swan. laughs> uh, so I feel like that's kind of a thing for protagonists anyway, and you can just make them a little jazzier. Jazzier, I love that. Yeah, I feel like when I'm reading a book with a lame protagonist, which I don't often because I usually will DNF do not finish those, but if the concept is so good that I'm enduring a lame protagonist, as I'm reading, my brain is usually like doing work in the background, you know, on my editor, like rest mode. It's Uh like, okay, well, here's how I would have done this different to make me care about this character at all. Yes. Uh Aw. You're you're writing fan fiction in your head. <laughs> Every book I ever read, I'm like, here's how I would do this better. <laughs> just I just want to be clear that I'm kidding. I, most books I don't think I could do them better. <laughs> she said what she said. Okay, people. <laughs> would you rather receive an edit from an author who, whoopsies, accidentally forgot to use track changes, no! or <laughs> or <laughs> Christina? Christina, triggered me, or edit a book that's entirely handwritten. Well, I simply can't do the second one. <laughs> like I'm just not doing it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh. I mean, okay. To, to be real, I just did the first one like today. <laughs> <laughs> I've been editing a book that did not have track changes. Um, and it was fine. Like, you know, if it was a final edit, I would be more concerned. It wasn't a final edit. So, I, you know, you just, ed- you read the whole thing. You're like, I okay, some stuff's not labeled here. You remind the author to turn track changes on. If it's like a proofread or like a final edit, that causes more work and that kind of sucks. But I'm not touching anything handwritten. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Mary Payton. Uh, I I think for this one, I would have to say that I prefer the track changes one just because it seems a little bit closer to what I could work with. You know, like it seems like a little bit closer to someone who at least can do stuff on the computer. <laughs> like <laughs> That is true. That That's true. And that's a really good point, because if I'm editing something by hand, the very first thing I'm going to do is type it up onto the computer. Like if it's handwritten. I'm, right. I'm not editing that. Like, what point is there in that? So I'm going to type it up. And that's a lot of extra labor. That takes like hours and hours and hours and hours. And that author just simply has to be paying me for all of that labor, for starters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay, this one I think is particularly fun. Would you rather have edited Jane Austen or Mary Shelley? Oh. 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 Wow. I actually (laughs) would be scared to tell either of them how to do anything. (laughs) True. (laughs) But could you imagine reading an original manuscript from either of them? Wow. I can't. I wonder what they must have looked like. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I think I'd have to say Mary Shelley just because I am not. I talked to Christina about this. I actually haven't read. Pride and Prejudice or any of the major Jane Austen. You've only read, read Northanger the... Abbey, which is like so yeah. <laughs> bad. It's not. It's her like worst book. It's about nothing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a little rough. So I kind of have avoided reading her stuff. Hmm. Uh, so. So maybe actually I'd like to edit something of her so that I could then read it. Okay. There you go. I would never, ever in a million years volunteer to write or edit anything like Jane Austen because her sentences are so long 
And I feel like Frankenstein is a little more accessible of language. It trust me, I would not want to edit either one because I it, neither one of them <laughs> uses language in, in anywhere near a way that I authentically use language. I would be doing right. it a disservice. They have usages that I don't know. You know, like they have like forms that I don't know. They spell stuff so strange sometimes. In Jane Austen, instead of S H O W, let me show you something. It's S H E W, and it's like, what am I supposed to do with that? Let me show you something. <laughs> so I think Frankenstein, if I remember correctly, I read Aust- a Jane Austen novel like a month ago. I haven't read Frankenstein in over ten years. If I remember correctly, I think Frankenstein is slightly more accessible. It's sure as hell shorter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for true. Sure. Yes. So are we all Mary Shelley? I'm gonna go Mary Shelley. Okay. All right, y'all. We have time for one more question. Would you rather edit the same book forever and ever or never edit a book again? Oh, man. That is the toughest question so far. This is so hard. It's rough. It's rough, buddy. I think I would choose to... Oh, God, that's so hard. Um, I guess never edit again because I think I would be literally insane if I had to edit the same book over and over again. That's a Sisyphusian Sisyphusian task that I'm not really trying to do. Uh, I think I would rather edit uh, maybe edit the same book forever. (laughs) I don't know. It's terrible. It's terrible. I hate myself for asking this question. Um I don't know. I just feel like it's so like you can edit. You truly can edit something forever. So I feel like it's possible. If it were a book that I really, really loved and was really passionate about, I'm sure I could edit it forever. Um, and I feel like that's better than never editing again. So um, I would ha- I mean, I have to say that I'd rather edit a book forever. But but OK, but only if I can also be editing other books at the same time, which is normally what we do. Yes, 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 yes. So yes. as long as it's maybe one that I'm working on in the background forever, I feel like that's less of a nightmare. And I just can't give up editing a book. I love it. And that's how you book. This episode was recorded and edited by me, Grace Ball. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton at Negative Selections on Instagram. Visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at wildlingpress.com. turn off my recording and then I drop my phone in the trash can. <laughs>